Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Well, good morning. You know what? Uh, we've been eating and I'm looking, I'm thinking that I had enough and then I realized we've got Chinese New Year coming. Yeah, so uh, get ready for, to eat a lot more. Well, okay, why don't we all stand? I just want you to stand. We're going to ask God to do something because this, this year has to be totally different from last year. You know, every time you close a book, you close a chapter, there's a new chapter. And God never repeats. He always adds. God never subtracts. He always adds. So if you've had a great year last year, you're going to, you're going to have more. If you didn't have a good year, you're going to have a good year. But today God wants to reset the way you see him and the way that you see yourself. There are two things that need to be reset for 2023. And, it, and these are the, it's the way that I see God and the, the way that I see myself. Father, right now, as we come together in 2023... Father, there's significance in years, there's significance in the time of plan. And Father, I just thank you that we are here today, and it's not by an accident, it's not by a misadventure, but it's by the declaring of the purposes of God. You've brought us here today because you want to speak to us, you want to remove hindrances for us, and you also want to prosper us in a brand new supernatural way. For Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. You may be seated. Let me just give you a couple of things that we need to understand is this. Number one, when Adam fell, God did not lose anything. So when we have the fall of man, God didn't go, oh no, I'm in the red. Heaven wasn't empty. It is impossible for God to lose. You let it get excited. So when Adam fell, God didn't lose the earth. God didn't lose power. God didn't lose the garden. Do you realize that the garden that Adam was thrown out of because of sin still exists? The Bible says this way, the earth is the Lord's. And everything in it. So if you're in it, you still belong to God. So God didn't lose anything. So when Adam fell, there wasn't a transfer from one to the other. When Adam fell, he lost. And when God created Adam, you were in Adam. So the mystery of the world is that when God created Adam, he created you. So when God spoke to Adam, he spoke to you. So when God spoke to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, he was speaking to you. See, one of the things that religion has done, he says, oh, God's speaking to these people, but not to these people. God's speaking to these people, but not to these people. So when God spoke to Adam and Eve, he says, I want you to be fruitful and I want you to multiply. What were they supposed to multiply? They were supposed to multiply what they saw in the garden. 
So God didn't leave to them, oh, you multiply this and that. I don't know what to multiply. God put them in a supernatural environment where everything responded to their words. So when God spoke to them, and so when Adam fell, he lost, but God didn't. So when Jesus comes onto the scene, he's got everything. So when we see Jesus, do you, isn't that amazing? You know how we, we, we talk about Christmas. When he was born, God gave three wise men. Wisdom always gives. When the three wise men heard that Jesus is leading them in a supernatural way, he said this, we cannot come empty to God. He's the God of the universe. So wisdom is always giving. See, the moment you feel like retracting forgiveness, you step out of wisdom. The moment you don't want to show love, you're hopping out of wisdom. The moment you want to react negatively to a situation, you're not working in wisdom. Because wisdom always gives, and wisdom only has one source, and that is God. So God can only give of himself. I'm preaching really well this morning. I've had a rest. I had two, I had two weeks where I didn't preach. But I actually preached to myself. I, I, I had a great message. I got healed, delivered. I gave an offering. So when Jesus comes into the earth, he's victorious. Jesus was never sick. Jesus was never broke. Jesus was never depressed. Jesus never knew, oh, I don't know what to do. Jesus had everything in every given situation. He had relationship, direct unlimited, unrestricted access to God and the Holy Spirit. He told the environment what to do. The environment never told him what to do. He spoke to what he created. He created the waters. When the waters were going to overcome the boat, he said, just be quiet. Everything that God creates responds to his voice. Now, 2023 was this. So understand this, because if Jesus didn't lose anything, then what did he come for? He didn't lose anything. The Father didn't lose anything. We lost the rights of what was in the garden. We lost the right to access God. So when Jesus died... He did it for you, not for himself. So when people think that God is using me, God doesn't use people. I get people going, oh God, oh God uses me, God used me and I'm so tired. No, God didn't use you, somebody else did. Now, watch this. You belong to God. You have already won the victory. Now, I want you to do this. You failed and you lost, but there was nothing in you that could take you back to where you were. So, Adam, you and I were eternally lost, and since then, we have been looking for a way to get victory over our environment. 
The Bible says when the curse came, the curse did this. The curse said you need to resist man. Or the curse is this. It's the resistance for any son of God to have what he lost. So everything that is lost became, it was a hard thing to do, to get this. That is why when you drill for oil, the ground resists you. When you dig for gold, the ground resists you. When you jump in the air, the ground resists you. See, everything is in resistance. So when Jesus came and he says this, I will do something that you cannot do, but I'm not doing it for me, but I'm doing it for you. Pastor Silva used the thing, uh, it says God became God came in rich on earth, and he became poor. Jesus came into earth healthy, and he became sick. Jesus came into the earth blessed, but became a curse. Jesus became everything that we are so that we can have what he is. Now watch this. Let me ask you a question. Before the cross, did Jesus ever lose? This is not a trick question. I'll give you the answer before I ask any of this question. The answer is no. You never read in the scripture where Jesus goes to, Hey Mary, mother of God, I have a headache. What do we do? Mary, mother of God, I'm broke. Jesus lived a totally victorious life, financially, spiritually, emotionally, practically. Now, to put this into a little bit more perspective, you and I were born supernaturally in Adam, But when we sinned, we became natural. The word there, natural, means that we are governed by our circumstances. We are governed by our weather. We're governed by our age. We're governed by our intellect. We're governed by the heritage of the family that we were born into. We fell to a lower level. When God said to the snake, which is Satan, He says, you will eat the dust of the earth. The word there, dust of the earth, means this, that when when the snake caused the sin, God put a curse on the snake. And the curse of the snake is you will be eternally, you will always be an eternal failure. So what happens is this. In natural, there is a continual failure. So God comes in and he says this, I am going to change, I'm going to reverse everything and I'm going to put you back to the way I've designed you. See, in the world, now, you, you good? The Bible always talks about two things in the Bible. There's light and darkness. There is a curse and a blessing. So what happened was this. Now watch this, when Adam fell, 
He went from light to darkness. He went from a blessing to a curse. He he went from life to death. The Bible says this. This is the amazing thing. See, 2023, you actually get a choice if you want to be blessed or not. God said, choose you this day. Blessing or cursing. I want you to understand something here because you're really clever, correct? You're my church. You've got to be clever. I'm clever. There's nothing in between. There's not, there's not a, a gap that says this is blessing, this is cursing, I'll have the gap. You are either in light or you're in dark. You're either blessed or you're cursed. You either have life or you have death. There are only two camps. We've been working hard to create the third camp. Now, you belong to God. You have already won the victory. You don't have to win a battle that God has already won. Now, watch this. This is just the foundation of where we're heading through this year. Jesus died alone. Jesus died by himself. Self. The, two, the two criminals on either side had nothing to do with him. They were not the center of attention. attention. They were the distraction. Jesus died alone. So what you watch this, the victory hands in. That Jesus says, I am blessed, but I am choosing a curse. I'm going to become your curse. I am choosing death so that you can have life. I am choosing righteousness, unrighteousness, so that you can be righteous. So what you have is the victory is that God defeated the natural to upgrade you to the supernatural. Jesus died alone. He didn't need your help. And guess what? His victory doesn't need your help. If his death didn't require our effort, how do we think that his life is going to require our effort? Uh, Now watch this, watch this, watch this. The word victory means that nothing is impossible or inconceivable. See, when you go into the natural, physically, you got limitations. Mentally, you got limitations. Financially, you've got limitations. And God says this, I've overrun everything on the cross. One of the key points of understanding, see, Paul's crux of his message was very simple. We've overcomplicated. It's Christ, him crucified and resurrected. Paul had one simple message. It was the message of grace. What was it? It it wasn't in the wisdom of man. He says, my message is simple. Christ was crucified for me. Christ was resurrected for me. We've overcomplicated. I want you to understand something. In the victory, you need to take your effort out of it. Any effort to Christ's victory diminishes it. Have a listen to this verse. 1 John 5, 4. For everyone, everybody say everyone. Um, Can somebody that's done, okay, I've only hit year 10 level English, right? 
And English is my fourth language, fifth language. I speak Singlish, Malaysian English, uh, European English, Croatian English, and Fabianic English. Everyone. What does that mean? If I say I'm taking everyone out to lunch, who have I missed out? You're all going, you beauty. Now you've forgotten about the message, right? You're all going, oh, Ted's loaded. We know where he's going to take us. But I want you to do this. Everybody born of God overcomes the world. Now, what you, the, the word their world means this. Everything that is on the world, that is in the world, and how the world works. So any system, so watch this. Any system of, in finance that is in the world, God says, I've overcome it. God goes into the medical profession and he says, everything that you can't sort out, I've overcome it. He comes into the relationship world and he says, everything that you've messed up, I can fix. Now, uh, uh, God spoke to me in this. It's either somebody that's watching online or it's here. So many people feel that what if I've done something so, so bad, something so negative that God forgets about me? That means that you, you have either fallen so many times and you feel like you can't get up or you feel like that there's nothing good in you that God wants. This is for you. In the, I haven't got time, but I feel like I, I want to I pray over this right now. When God took the children of Israel, they never had anything written. They never had the written word. They only had the oral word. And, and God says to Moses, Moses, I want to give you, I, 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 I want to give you something that no one else has. I want to give you who I am. So he says, I want you to go to Mount Sinai. And I want you to go up and I'm going to give you something. So while he's in the mountain, God supernaturally gives him the Ten Commandments. If, if that's my mom, tell him I'm busy. <laughs> and when Moses comes down, the people have done something so abhorred that Moses gets ticked off and he gets them the Ten Commandments. And what does he do? He breaks it in pieces. Now, I want you to know this was the gift of God. And he broke it to the place that it was, you couldn't put it back to pat, you couldn't put it back together. So, what did God do? He says, I'm ticked off at you. So, what did God do? He says, Okay, I'm going to replace it. Moses broke it out of anger. The people lost it and they're thinking, oh no, it's done. What did God say to Moses? What I start, I finish. I can put everything back. And he didn't put the old pieces back together and glued them up. He made something brand new. If God could forgive Moses for getting angry. If God can forgive the people that turn their back on him, miracle after miracle after miracle, they built a calf, they were dancing around it, they were doing everything abhorrent to God. You'd think that God would turn his back around. Now I want you to say this, that God is the God of the second chance. 
Okay, if that's you online, if that's here, I want to pray for you now because you can't enter 2023 thinking that you're broken beyond measure. You okay? Why don't just, just bow your heads for a moment. Just Everybody just bow your heads. If that's you, I want you to put your hand up. It's only me looking. I, just, I want to pray. Yeah. You can put your hands down now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you. And Father, I just declare that the power of the cross to do the impossible. Father, you bring from death to life. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Father, we just remove that feeling of inferiority. We remove that feeling that I've done. Father, you're the God of the second chance. Father, we just declare relationship restored, health restored, finances restored. Father God, their whole life Restored For Father, I just thank you that what was broken in pieces is brand made brand new right now in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Come on. All right. Now, let, let's, let's move here, right? Everybody born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Look at it in another translation, in the voice translation. Everything that has been fathered by God overcomes the corrupt world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. And I want you to notice this. He uses this word, born of God, but I love the word fathered. The difference is this. You could be born of somebody. You can have a one-night stand and there's a child. That isn't being fathered. What it means to be fathered is I birth you, I bring you into my home, I give you my protection. I give you my love. I give you unconditional love and favor. What it means to be fathered is that the father takes full responsibility for the care of the child. See, the the word father is an action word, not a title. The problem we have today is you can get a birth certificate with a name of it and you go, I'm their father. You're only a father if you take full responsibility, the full welfare of somebody you birth. So what's this? If you don't treat the father as your father, you're not being fathered. So the father says this, now that you're in my house, I'll teach you how to think. I'll teach you how to behave, but I'll also give you the resources that you have. So as a child of God, you don't work for it, you inherited it. You know, my dad, my dad came out of communism and all that. We didn't have much here. We didn't... When my, my dad passed away, he, we, I inherited one book. Everything, everything he, he had to work for everything, and then also we had to do that. So that's being changed in my lineage. But what, what happened was this, is that when you hop into a father's house, it becomes your house. See, most people, if they don't understand that God wants to father them, Live like orphans. If you look at the prodigal son, or the story of the prodigal son, he had two sons. Two sons with huge problems. 
because they never understood fathering. The first son goes, I am being restricted in this house. So he leaves. The second son is in the house but feels like nothing belongs to him. So he lives like an orphan. Hallelujah. Think about this. We, I think we need to do more preaching on the second son than the first. Because the first son gets all the accolades. The second son, huh, watch this. Everything that has been fathered, everything that has been fathered by God overcomes the corrupt world. So watch this. And he says, God gives you faith, and in your faith is the victory that you need. So whatever you need has already been deposited in you, and it's called your faith. Now watch this. If you don't understand that you have victory, in the book of Ecclesiastics is, a, is an amazing uh, part, and it talks about an evil. He talks about, he goes, I've seen an evil in the world. When I first read that, I thought, I've seen an evil in the world. I thought, sin. I thought, oh, this, this, this. But listen to this verse. Ecclesiastes 10.7 says this. I have seen servants riding horseback like princesses and princesses walking like servants. Another translation puts it this way. I've seen slaves riding on horses while the prince walks behind like a servant. God calls this evil. You know, so, so just, just ponder on that for a moment. God says, I've seen an evil in the world that I have seen those that have been fathered to be a prince and I gave them servants, but the servant has overtaken the prince, and the prince has become the servant. There has been a misplacement of authority here. So what happened is this. Watch this. That you can be a prince and act like a slave and serve the someone that you're supposed to be serving you. You're very quiet. That is some of your frustrations is because you know that you shouldn't be, you, 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 you know you're not a number two, you should be a number one. Because I have seen servants riding like princesses. And the word there, prince, right? When you start talking about victory, God's victory is isn't reasonable, logical, or natural. It's supernatural. So you're seeing the supernatural following the natural. The natural is being served by the supernatural. And God says, I, I, I don't want to do it. 2023, there needs to be a reversal. You've got to go from following the horse to riding the horse. The Bible says, I've made you the head and not the tail. Do you realize when you're going behind the course, what do you see? Your view is kind of limited. You don't do too many selfies on that one. Come on. See, the problem is this. 
is that God takes a slave, makes him a prince, but the prince doesn't realize it and he's still walking in the position that God saved him in. So what does that mean? What does it mean to 2023? It means as a church, as an individual, as a family, a husband, wife, whatever you are, you stop thinking that you're the servant, that you are the prince. God says, my victory is your victory. So in 2023, you might have walked in to Faith Life Church behind the horse. And you're going, oh no, the horse is waiting for me. I'm here to tell you that God's knocked the slave off the perch and he's saying, I'm going to put you up. I'm going to elevate you. I have a a word for you for 2023. God is elevating you to the horse. You're going from the natural to the supernatural. That means is this, is what area in your life do you feel that you're the slave? How do you know if you're a slave? Because the master tells you what you can and cannot do. See, God's victory says this, nothing is impossible or inconceivable. So in your life, what do you feel like you can't overcome? What is it in your life that you feel like there is no way that I can overcome this. This is too big for me. The hole is too big. I am too old. I am too young. I am too rich. I am too poor. Whatever, whatever it is, God says, if that kind of mentality, it is I am riding, I am walking beside a horse. God says this. Now, this is a picture of grace. A slave has to use his own energy to walk, correct? Like when you're walking, how many of you walk standing still? When you're tired, you don't want to walk, right? So what happens is, watch this picture of grace. Self-effort says, I got to walk. But here's the problem that we have if you don't into grace. You have to follow a slave. Now listen to me very carefully. You're, You're a prince, and you have taken the position of a slave So therefore, it means that you're being led where you don't want to go. Think about this. Every slave wants to run away. But he says, you follow the slave. A slave can only produce slavery. And God says this. Grace is you've been doing it on your own effort. I designed the horse for you as a prince to ride on. And I've designed that slavery follows you, not you follow slavery. Now watch this. If we're not careful, we get, it takes 40 days to change a mindset. If all you see is the backside of a horse... And all you see is the back of a head of a slave. Guess what? You look at it often enough, what you do, it becomes normal. Let's take this up another level. 
in David and Goliath. The Bible says that Goliath taunted the Israelites for 40 days. In 40 days, he changed their mindset. Instead of, instead of believing that we're God's holy nation, he goes, they are too big, they are this, they are this, they are this. So what you're going to have to do in 2023 is you're going to have to get up every morning and declare that you're the son of God, that you have the victory. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to start to speak. You're going to, see, what, what happens is this. You can either keep following this or you can go, excuse me, overtake it, says, can I grab you, pull him off the horse. It's okay if the slaves scream. It's okay if they grumble. If it's, oh, yo, you don't love me. You, no, let him. Get back on the horse. Get back on the horse. Get back onto living in power of God's grace. See, 2023, God says this. There's been an injustice done in your life. In relationships, finances, whatever it is, is that somebody's put somebody else on the horse instead of you, and they're going, now follow them, follow them, follow them, follow them. This is good. Because what's going to change is this, is how you see yourself. Our church is not a slave. We're, we are not following anybody. We're sitting on grace. Your finances are not following the world system. They're following God's system. See, when God died, he became everything that you are struggling with. What, what's this? Everything that you are following as a slave, God died for. He says, now, I want you to get on the horse, and I want you to lead. I, I, want, to, I want to talk to all the dads here as men. The whole system is don't lead, don't do this. We need men to stand up in the church. Come on. We need somebody to take a lead. If you're a solo mom, take the lead. You know, so many often we're just waiting for somebody to take a lead, take a lead, but God's waiting on us. And I want this, this year, we need the men to stand up. We need the women to stand up. We need to every generation to stand up. We, it is no longer following a failed system. We are now in God's system. And God says this, I am your victory. Whoever is born of God gets victorious faith. Everyone. So therefore, it means there are no exemptions, the people that are in church and those watching online. So God says, why don't we rise up? Come on, haven't we had enough of following? Haven't we all had enough of looking, always looking at the slave above, slave above? Tell you what, God says, you've got to look down on a slave, not up a slave. And it's time for you to raise up your thinking. It's time for you to raise up your expectations and say, I've had enough of walking. I want to ride. I've had enough of smelling the backside. I want to smell some fresh air. I've had enough of failure telling me what to do. My past telling me what to do. That is why the Bible says there is there no condemnation. Because God has shut the mouth of the past. The only problem is, listen to me carefully, God shut the mouth of the past, but some of you have kept the recording. Have you ever had anybody that dropped something nasty, 
on the phone and put it in your inbox. You have a message. You know what I do with messages like that? There's a little, there's a little thing, looks like a rubbish bin. And you press it. And something magical happens. It's deleted. Um, so you know what you need to do? Why don't, you, why don't we get rid of some of these recordings? If the person next to you is reminding you, remind them nicely. If it's your husband or your wife, do it nicely. Or, or otherwise, Pastor Lewis is going to have to cancel you. And, and he's very expensive. But it's time that we shut all these voices up and go, my destiny is victory. Or this verse gets repeated over and over and over again. So God says this, wherever you are self-efforting is the time, 2023 it ends, I want you to go from being natural to supernatural. So what it starts with this, it starts with the cross. It starts by accepting, I am fathered by God. I am fathered by God. That means I don't have to try to get the DNA. I don't have to try to be good enough. I am fathered by God. Everything the Father has is mine, and everything I have is his. I'll, I'll stop here right now because we need to go on. But is this, do you realize the prayer of Jesus was this, Father, make them one as we are one. When you were fathered by God, you became one with God. God didn't have an add-on. He had himself. And he goes, you are one with God. You know what that means? That you are one with the victory of God. Now, if you can find a failure in God, you have got a reason for you not to succeed. But if you cannot, God is giving you the out. So right now, 2023, it's going to be an amazing year. It's going to be an amazing year. And as your pastor, I don't want to see any faith life family walking. Normal walking. Give your legs a rest. Why don't you let the Holy Spirit carry you? I, I, can, I've got, I can go on. Every time a shepherd loses its lamb, it never drags it back. He puts it on his shoulders and carries it back. And some of you need to be carried. Some of you are so tired. You've had a rest, but you're still tired. You know what I'm talking about. You can have 20 hours sleep and wake up tired. The reason being is this, is God wants to carry you. I believe there's a Holy Spirit anointing in this year to carry you. It works like this. And, and can I have the worship team to come up? And we want to start this year. We've already started it, but God's hovering over you, speaking into you. And I believe that this is what God is speaking over you today. Is this, why don't we, let, why don't we ask God to carry you? Hey, if, if you're in financial need, why don't you let God carry you? 
hey, if you're in a really messy relationship at work, why don't you let God carry you? You know, whatever situation, can I, let me give you something that's really powerful. You were never created to solve your own need. You were never created to satisfy yourself. You were created for God to work under grace. You were created for that. And 2023 is going to be different. It's because God's going to carry you. God's going to carry you. He's here right now. And the power of God is here right now. God, it's like this. God, I want to be carried. God, I want to be carried. I am tired of walking. I am tired of striving. I am tired. I I want to be carried by your victory. You see what Jesus did? He was lifted up and he died. But he didn't take the victory to heaven. He gave it to you. And I want you to notice something about that scripture. The Bible still calls him a prince, even though he's not walking. He says, you never lose your identity, but you lose the effort. You keep trying to do what God has done. Try, don't, don't do what God's done. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, this is a holy moment. This is an amazing moment right now. That from today onward, Father, I want to be carried by your grace. I want to be carried by your love. Father, I pray right now that you said that come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. He doesn't say you will have to earn your rest, but I will give you rest. What area in your life you have done everything and it's still the same? The only way that's going to change is to let God's grace carry you. So right now, in the name of Jesus, just, just, just take some time right now in, in where you are, just saying, God, I, I give this to you. God, I, I, God I, I'm struggling with self-worth. God, I I give it to you. God, I'm I'm struggling with my past. God, I give it to you. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we want to delete every recording of our past. Everybody can just look at me for a moment. I believe believe that there's a supernatural power here. Um, When you're in your baby's when you're in your mum's womb, right? You, you hear. There are things that have been said while you're in your mother's womb. That, that is why some children grow up positive and some children grow up negative. It's because there are times where, where things are said while you're in your mother's womb. And it's a recording played in your emotions. So right from the onset, the spirit of failure has been against you. But I believe right now God wants to press the delete buttons. And you know what I love about God's delete? You can't get it back. 
I'm serious. You can't get it back. It just. But I'm going to, I want you to believe with me today to, to get out of here. I'm going to stop playing every negative thought that I have about myself and about God. I'm going to, I believe God's going to delete it. I believe, because you know why? Because we're a supernatural church. <laughs> we're not a step-by-step church. We're a supernatural church because I believe in a supernatural God. It's like what we were singing about victory. So I just want you to right now to accept this. I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that God is going to delete every negative memory, every negative experience that you will go, I don't know that that happened. That is the power of it. So Father, right now, because there's an anointing on this right now, on us and upon this house right now, that Father God, we delete every recording of the past. Father, we delete every word, every feeling, every accusation. God, every traumatic experience. Father, we delete that right now in the name of Jesus. And the delete button is the blood of Jesus Christ. So Father, right now, we press delete, 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 delete delete and so Father right now why don't don't we just stand up for a moment as a step of faith and to go God I want to get back on the horse Father just lift up your hands with me Father as a church as individuals Father right now we choose to get back on the horse Father, the horse is my representative. Father, it it is my calling. I'm not meant to walk on my own. I'm not meant to live by my own effort. I'm supposed to meant. I need to be taken somewhere by your grace and your power. So, Father, right now, we, Father, we step from walking on the ground, on the natural, and we are elevated to the supernatural. Father, from now on, I am a supernatural being. Father, I think supernaturally. I act supernaturally. I worship supernaturally. Father, from now on, I am no longer relying on my self-effort. I am no longer relying on others. You are my source. And I choose for 2023. It's going to be a year where I am taken into my destiny. It is a year where I don't have to be tired. It is a year that I only hear the grace and the power of God. And I thank you for your victory in Jesus' name. Come on, why don't we give God a clap?